Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Ramadan Mubarak to you and yours. This Ramadan, as we all gather to share a meal with our loved ones, we need to remember those in Gaza who are also gathering to share a meal with so many who aren't there that were just there a year ago. Since October the 7th, the Human Development Fund has assisted over 200,000 people in Gaza, providing them with essential aid such as food baskets, water, hot meals, winter items, shelter, hygiene kits, and baby formula. Your generous contributions are making a significant impact, especially in Rafah. Let's sustain this momentum and continue providing crucial support during this sacred and blessed month. Please visit hdfund.org slash qalam. That's hdfund.org slash qalam, Q-A-L-A-M, to learn more about our global reach this Ramadan and choose where you'd like to direct your support during this blessed month. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make this month a time of mercy, solace, acceptance, and triumph for the ummah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And may Allah continue to use all of us as a means and never replace us. Ameen, ya Rabbil Alameen. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. You're listening to the Qalam Podcast. Alhamdulillah, since last Ramadan, over 4 million people have benefited from, listened to, and downloaded the Qalam Podcast. Tens of thousands of people have benefited from and learned from the various classes, intensives, and seminars that Qalam provides. And inshallah, this Ramadan will be providing even more beneficial content, lectures, and programming for people all around the world, free of any cost or charge to them. In order for us to keep doing this work, we need your support, we need your help, we need you to be our partners in this Sadaqah Jariyah. Please go to supportqalam.com. That's support, Q-A-L-A-M, supportqalam.com, and provide your most generous support. Millions of people all around the world are inshallah, bi'idnillah, going to benefit from all of this work, and this will be your sadaqah jariyah for the eternal life of the hereafter. We really appreciate having you as part of the Qalam team and supporting us in this work, this mission, this cause. Jazakumullahu khairan. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillahi wa kafa wa salamun ala ibadihi ladhin astafa. Khususan ala Sayyidi Rasulhi wa Khatamil Anbiya wa ala alihi al-askiya wa ashabihi al-atqiya amma ba'd. From the generation that followed the companions of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was a great scholar by the name of Safwan bin Sulaym. He narrates hadith from great companions, the likes of Abdullah bin Umar radiallahu an, Anas bin Malik radiallahu an, Jabir ibn Abdullah radiallahu an, and is also a teacher to some great giants in Islamic history. The likes of Imam Malik rahmatullahi alayhi narrate from Safwan bin Sulaym. 
Imam Muslim rahmatullahi alayhi in his collection of hadith also narrates narrations from this individual. He was from the righteous people of Medina Munawwara and a very knowledgeable person. Along with being this reference point of knowledge and a righteous individual who was always pushing himself to gain closeness to Allah, he was someone that was very familiar and aware of the transition from this world to the hereafter. And this is an important part about letting go of the dunya, about not being attached to this world, to understand that we must all transition from this world, walking through the graveyard every now and then, and seeing the people lying there, understanding that they were the pillars of their time, but they have left. And soon, each and every one of us will also have to cross that very same bridge. This should not come at the cost of living a meaningful life. Neither is this to say that we should not be ambitious and try to achieve great things. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us, It's this relationship with death and an understanding of its reality that keeps the checks and balances in place. You don't become over-attached to something that you must ultimately leave. Safwan bin Sulaim was someone that was very well familiar with this, and he understood this reality of death. He spent a lot of his time just reflecting on the people that had come and those that had left. And because of that, he pushed himself when it came to his ibadah. Someone once said that if Safwan bin Sulaim were to be told that tomorrow is the day of judgment, his structure of ibadah, his schedule, his schedule was so firm and tight that he would not be able to increase it in any way. Always himself out. He would say to his family members that I have taken an oath not to lie down until I leave this dunya. And for the last years of his life, he spent most of it in a sitting posture. Even he would rest while sitting in between his reading, in between his studying, in between his writing. He would sit in a sitting posture. It was on his deathbed that his daughter said to him, Baba, why don't you lie down now? And he said, not until I leave this dunya. That was a promise that I made to Allah. And he actually passed away in a seating posture. He was seated when he passed away. Rahimahullah ta'ala. Imam Dhahabi rahmatullahi alayhi narrates some beautiful stories regarding him. One of the narrations, a group of people, they say, we were once with Safwan bin Sulaim when a person had passed away. And in that janazah, there were many righteous people. There were a group of righteous people. Fiha Abi wa Abu Hazim wa dhakara nafiram min al-ubbad. After the janazah prayer was done, Safwan got up and spoke to the people and he said, Amma hadha faqad inqata'at anhu a'maluhu. As for this person whose janazah we just prayed, his good deeds have come to an end. He cannot add, he does not have the ability to add anything to his own good deeds. Now this person is purely dependent and in need of the dua of people that live on. That's what he's on. This is his only support. This is his only way now. That people afterwards will do good for him. People afterwards will make dua for him. Later on, someone will spread his knowledge. And subhanAllah, today we are still talking about the knowledge of Safwan bin Sulaim and benefiting from his example. So after he said this, 
Qala, the Rawi says, فَأَبْكَى وَاللَّهِ الْقَوْمَ جَمِيعًا His statement, this reflection of his, was so profound that everyone in the congregation broke out into tears. Safwan bin Sulaym said, that in death there is a peace for the believer from the anguish and the difficulty of this world. Even though death in itself is very hard, it's not something that we appreciate, it's not something everyone likes. Umul Mu'minin Aisha radiallahu anha said, O Messenger of Allah, no one desires death, and she is the wife of the Prophet. And Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam acknowledged her statement. It's true. Death is not something people want, yet it is a bridge. It is a bridge that every person must cross as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Kullu nafsin Muhammad bin Salih al-Tammar says, Kana Safwan ibn Sulaymin yatil baqi'a fil ayyam. That some days Safwan bin Sulaym would go to the graveyard of Medina Munawwara known as al-Baqi' al-Gharqad or sometimes we refer to it as Jannatul Baqi'. He would go to the graveyard. Fayamurubi, and on his way to the graveyard, he would kind of walk past me and go. Now naturally, there is this young guy who sees this senior scholar on the way to the graveyard, and he passes by him. Second, third, fourth time, I can imagine that it probably piqued his interest and said, let me go with him. Let me see how he actually engages in the graveyard. What does he do? What can I learn? فَاتَّبَعْتُهُ ذَاتَ يَوْمٍ One day I followed him. وَقُلْتُ مَا يَصْنَعْ I said to myself, I will watch and see what this man does when he's in the graveyard. That he covered his head when he entered into the graveyard, going into incognito mode, so not to attract too much attention, focusing on himself and trying to find that loneliness in that moment. He went and sat down next to a particular grave. فَلَمْ يَزَلْ يَبْكِي حَتَّى رَحِمْتُهُ He cried and cried and cried until I had mercy on him that something is off with this guy. What can I do to help him? وَظَنَنْتُ أَنَّهُ قَبْرُ بَعْضِ أَهْلِهِ And I thought to myself that he probably is sitting at the grave of his dad. Like this much crying? He's probably sitting at the grave of his dad. وَمَرَّ بِمَرَةً أُخْرَى Another day he was passing to the graveyard. فَاتَّبَعْتُهُ I said, you know what, let me follow him again. وَقَعْدَ إِلَى جَنْبِ قَبْرِ غَيْرِهِ but this time he went to another grave. And as he sat at that grave, he continued to cry in the very same way. So this narrator says, I went to Muhammad ibn al-Munqadir, a great scholar in Islamic history, another great personality one day, inshallah, we'll speak of. And he said to him that I saw uh, Safwan bin Sulaym in the graveyard and how overwhelmed he was. But what puzzles me is that he went to two different graves. It wasn't the same grave. And I was convinced that he went to the grave of a family member. So Muhammad ibn al-Munqadir responds back, Kulluhum ahluhu wa ikhwatuhu. Every grave in that graveyard is his family. Every Muslim's grave for him is his family's grave. Every grave, every person lying in Baqi' al-Gharqad, Kulluhum ahluhu wa ikhwatuhu. And his response to death doesn't differ from a brother, son, father to a neighbor, a fellow Muslim, a fellow Musalli, an Imam, a teacher, a student. For him, it's all the same. 
انما هو رجل يحرق قلبه بذكر الموت كلما عرضت له قسوه every time he feels a little bit of a hardening and constriction in his chest and that he is distancing from the hereafter and is connecting too much to the material world he takes a visit to the graveyard this is this man's practice and this is what we know we've known of him alhakum at-takathur hatta zurtum al-maqabir qala thumma ja'ala muhammadun yamru bi fayati al-baqi' fasallamtu alayhi dhata yawmin so he says that the, the narrator of the hadith he said i went back to life because his existence was on the way to the graveyard muhammad ibn al-munkadir the guy who he shared the story with one day he was making his way past he followed him and saw him doing the exact same thing as safwan bin sulaim breaking down into tears so then he approached him and said like i didn't know that you did this too that you were so focused here so then he said that i actually wasn't it was your words the story that you shared regarding safwan bin sulaim and the way he carried himself in the graveyard that told me that i needed to do the same too And what we learn about these people first there is this great lesson in the example of Safwan bin Sulaim this grand scholar and giant of Islamic history and narrator of hadith who was vulnerable and weak when it came to death like we all should be he had his real moments with it but then we see the last part of the story also tells us regarding a man who heard about someone else's righteousness and changed himself immediately so the person that's sitting on that road sees that everyone is changing it he's watching it all and hasn't brought much change so the narrator of the hadith says that after that day i also made the change in my life so we conclude here in today's lesson today's reflection today's moment of living with the righteous is understanding how death had a impact had an impact on them how pondering on death was a reality it was something they did Bear in mind that their pondering on death wasn't them running away from the world it was them preparing for the hereafter and that's the mindset that we want may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us preserve us and guide us and allow us to walk in the footsteps of these great giants wa sallallahu ta'ala ala sayyidina muhammad assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh